Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Yay, we are back. Welcome back, Zen friends. Coming at you live. Not really. Not really live, but live on a Thursday, <laughs> on a Friday, so like semi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recordings happen Thursdays. We release on Fridays. So, you know, it's like we're here for two days with you guys and we absolutely love it. So welcome back. I'm Shannon Kessler. And I'm Brittany Swan. And Shannon, how's, how's your week been going? You know, Brit, the, KY? The, the KY week has been pretty good. I've had a, a pretty decent week and it's been, you know, moderately busy, nothing that I feel like overwhelmed with, which has been really nice. Um, but yeah, I, f- I don't know. I feel like it's been a good week. It's there really hasn't been a whole bunch of anything really pressing. So that's been nice. And we don't have any snow this week. So I feel like this is the first Thursday in about four weeks that we haven't had snow. So mm-hmm. very excited about that. It's very sunny here today. Um, not, I'm not going to say warm, but it's, you know, again, it's sunny and there's no snow. So that's a win. That's a I win. I feel like as long as the sun is out and it's above 36 degrees, mm-hmm. I always feel like a good day. Yeah. Like, because like, it it, it, that sun hits and it's really super warm. You yeah. Know, you don't have to need a jacket, like 100% jacket weather, you know. Yeah. You can just actually, you can go out with your sweatshirt or a sweater and you're pretty good to go. Cause I feel like anytime you come out of like the, the freezing coldness where you have to wear like your heavy jacket on top of your sweater or your sweatshirt, you're like, Ugh. but anytime you can just leave and not need to wear the jacket, that's a win. That was how I lived my life for 38 years when I lived in Kentucky. I was like, what can I do in order to not wear a coat? I was permanently eight years old and living in Kentucky. I was like, what, what, where do I have to be? And that I still live my life like that. (laughs) I wear a sweatshirt more in Florida than I ever have in my life because the air conditioning is nipple freezing cold everywhere you go. And I can't deal with it. Like even my daughter, when we get out places, like she has her indoor sweater in my car. She's like, mom, where's my sweater? I'm like, I get it. Like I get it blistering it's like we're keeping all the old people alive with just the ac they're like it's like hanging meat right <laughs> sorry sorry to the entire elderly community in the state of florida i'm not life. saying i'm hanging them up i'm just saying you could hang like steaks as like all right we're you know what moving right along moving right Pivot. along Pivot. <laughs> Sometimes some jokes fit, but we do have a really fun social catch up with you guys for you guys this week. Um, I mean, the Kardashian drama does not stop. So we have a breakdown and I feel like I'm like almost like CSI, like trying to put this together. I know Shannon feels the same way. It's like, we're trying to get the pegs and the, the yarn and, you know, we're having briefings on, our, on our own. Like, you're like, well, did you hear this? And did you hear this? And it's like constantly changing. So it's like a bad middle school breakup at the same time. So I'm here for that drama. Oh, 100%. Um, we have, I know. We have some news on Bob Saget. Um, mm-hmm. I just got that in late last night. So we're going to dive into that. And um, yeah, and just, you know, 
just help you guys have a little bit of a clearer picture what was going on in the socials this week. Exactly. Things that, you know, you didn't really want to click on the headlines to find out, but you listen to us to find out for you. So, you know, we're happy you're here and we're happy to do the heavy lifting for you. It's no problem. No problem whatsoever. (laughs) So let's go into the first one. So Shannon, are you a Wordle fan? I'm not, but I'm super intrigued. This actually just popped up in, uh, I took a Pilates class this week and a lady that was in there was talking about Wordle. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't play. What do I, like, what is, what is it? And she's like, okay, so it's kind of like um, Wheel of Fortune. We have to guess, but you can only use five letters. And, you know, if they, if you have the right letter in the right spot, the, you know, the word will turn green or the the box will turn green. And I was like, oh, okay. So she was, she was like, I always start with the letter strap because you get an S, a T, an R, an A and a P. And those, I was like, wow, that's, I feel like if I was playing Wheel of Fortune, that would be the the letters I would toss out there. So I was like, that's. Those are those the letters that they start with? They start with R, S, T. I think you can, again, we don't play, so I don't, I don't know a hundred percent, but I think you guess. And like, if it's in, if the letter is in the word, it'll be yellow. But if the letter is in the word and it's in the right spot, then the word, then that box lights up green. So right. that she likes to start with that word as her like go-to word just to see how many of those letters are in there. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. But I guess it's, it's always a five letter word, right? Is that correct? Brit? Do you know that? Don't know. I haven't played it yet, but I just want to get like a pulse on the community. Like, are we ready? Like, mm-hmm. are, are, are we going to dive into this? Because here's what ends up happening. I can't dive into some things because then I can't stop. Exactly. Like exactly. I, we can't look back. Like it's like some things like I get so involved with, i.e. the bachelor, you with F what, like if we, if once mm-hmm. we get in, we're in, are and- you guys ready I think Wordle is like, it works in a streak. So like, it's like how many days you play consecutively. And it's only like, you only play it like once. It's not like a, you, you get more turns. It's like every day Wordle is something new, but you have to wait to the next day to play it again. So like, you've got a streak and a streak is really where it, I thrive, but also is my downfall because I hate to break a streak. I just feel like all that commitment I put into something and then I miss a day and then I'm like, start over like I am that person <laughs> and so for me I don't know that I can commit to Wordle because I can't break a streak and I don't know if I have time to commit to this game there's so many other things going on but I'm also very intrigued well everyone's posting like their Wordle stats and shit and I'm like and this is also what I like about the whole collective community behind Wordle is because no one's like spoiling it for anyone like it because yes. it's the same word for everyone and it's basically like I've been spoiled on The Bachelor. I've been spoiled on so many things. And the fact that no one's willing to spoil, spoil the Wordle gives me faith in humanity. It right. really truly does. I'm like, wow, we can come together. We, we really can. We, Over we have a, done this. A five-letter word that nobody knows what it is. But thank you for not spoiling it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely find the spoilers if you wanted to. But sure. it's like no one's going to be the spoiler. I always, I mean, cause I, I noticed it pop up a lot, like on Facebook, people would post their like Wordle, you know, score. And I'm like, wow, what a flex. Like if you know what it is and like, you know, like, woo, they got a 10 out of their, I don't know like how they score it, but I'm like, is that the flex? Is that a Wordle flex just to post your thing and be like, yo, look at all these green boxes. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Good for you. <laughs> 
think it's a hard flex. I mean, I, I mean, so we probably will dive into it. Honestly, like it's, there's no looking back. I, mm-hmm. you know, I just need something else. I need something else to um, really occupy my time. But I do think it's really interesting. Josh Wardle sold this game. It is a free app, by the way, there mm-hmm. are no in-app purchases as of right now, but he sold it to the New York times for over seven figures. He developed it just for his wife because she loved word games and it just, it just took off. So high five to Josh. I hope it does stay free. I think that's like kind of like the genius way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that it also keeps it very pure and very like, you know, kind of all in like a, what a community based. So I don't know. There's something about that, like being free and we all do it together. It's, it's something like it brings me back to a happier time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, Britt, I don't think we're going to be able to fend this one off for too much longer. I'm going to be so intrigued. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. One day it starts. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and moving on. Uh, so late last night, um, as I was scrolling the socials, um, I saw that Bob Saget, his family released the official um, cause of death. And if, as you recall, Bob Saget uh, died after his Orlando comedy show um, about a couple months ago. Well, it was and, back in January. Yeah. Oh, anyway, January. I feel like, honestly, I felt like yeah. January was two months. Just it was like 95 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's like the 87th day of January. Um, so, but it has now been determined that he died from a head injury to the back of the head. And apparently according to his family and sources that when he suffered this head injury, he didn't, I guess, say, think it was too serious. Um, they think that he did go along with his comedy show and not knowing that it was a serious head injury, he just went to sleep and then never woke up. So it has been confirmed that there's no drugs, there's no alcohol, um, that there's nothing in that has, I guess, impeded his health except for this head injury. So what are your thoughts on this? I find it so sad. And yet I I apps, I can relate to this a lot because about 12 years ago, my father-in-law, um, we were in Detroit. We had went to a Red Wings game. We had, you know, been drinking in the suite and just having a good time, you know, like we would always, you know, we would typically do with him. Um, and you know, later that night when he was going to bed, he got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and he tripped and he hit his head, um, like the, the back of his head on, on the chair on like one of those swivelly office chairs and it hit like the armrest um and like kind of knocked him out for a little bit um and the next morning you know he's like god i got a headache and you know we were joking and giving a heart like oh ed are you hung over and you know you really had a lot of bourbon last night and he's like I guess, man, but I was like, my head really hurts. And we we were able to piece it all together because his wife, Arlene, was like, no, Ed, you fell in the middle of the night. You got up to go to the bathroom and you fell. And he's like, man. So he was kind of dazed the next day after. And even when they went home a couple of days later, he's like, something's not right. So he ended up going to get a, um, a CAT scan. And sure enough, he had swelling on the brain. He had um, like some brain hemorrhaging. So he had to have uh, emergency surgery to release the pressure and drain the fluid from his brain. And what ended up happening with this was even more bizarre because when they did the the scans, they found that he had like a vertebrae that was pinching a nerve. And oh had they not found that, it, he could have sneezed the wrong way and it could have paralyzed him. So the 
him falling and getting a brain hemorrhage was one thing, but that scan is actually what really saved his life because we were able, he had to go in and get like neck surgery, um, couple days or after, well, once he healed from his brain surgery, he had to go back in and get neck surgery to relieve the pressure that was caused by this, um, pinched uh, vertebrae on the nerve. It was the most bizarre, like time. I mean, it was honestly, didn't happen because of the fall. Mm -hmm. That was, that was already something that would have had happened well before hitting the desk. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. But they found it because of the, the fall and the surgery and the, the scans. So uh, when I read this, I remember you going to that game and I remember like, um, no, I don't, no, maybe not remember. I do remember something around this. You're like, oh my gosh, he's something, someone, he fell and then having surgery, but I didn't know it was to this extent. Yeah. It was a, it was a very, very scary time. Um, for, because it was just one of those things that we just didn't know the severity of what that, and that was like, I can't remember. No, it, Ruby Jane was not born yet because we were, we heard, um, we had planned on starting to get ready to try to try for a pregnancy. And I remember my father-in-law always being like pro, like, let's get a baby. And I'm like, give me a minute. Um, but I remember telling him when he was in the hospital that we are, you know, taking the vitamins and getting prepared. And uh, like, you just saw like this huge smile on his face. So like, he couldn't like during his recovery, like he wasn't able to talk, but like he could, he could answer yes or no questions, or you could see like a little bit of like excitement, but like he hadn't, he didn't have the capacity yet to, to verbalize anything. Um, but that, that road to recovery was a long one. And I remember distinctly after that being like, adamant when we did have children, how important riding with a helmet was going to be for us. And I was like, there's absolutely no wiggle room for me based upon what we saw with Ed. And again, it it didn't even, it wasn't even like a blunt force, you know, object to the back of the head. It was a a minor fall that just hit in the, you know, in a weird spot and it caused all this damage. So I was like, uh, you need, you just never know. And you don't want to play with any, you know, any type of head injury. So when I heard this is how Bob Saget died, I was immediately like, I absolutely can see how this can happen. And it is, you know, it's heartbreaking. And I know that that doesn't help the family by any means, but it, you know, if you take away anything from this, you wear a helmet. Yeah. I mean, or- obviously, you know, just, and don't, and don't, if you get hit in the head or if you have an injury or you do fall or you do anything like that, like don't take that lightly. Just be like, Oh, I got a headache. Head injuries are really tricky and they can, you know, come and go, but it's always worth getting checked out. Right. I, I took this as so surprising. Um, and I do think this is a very honest account too. Like there's some naysayers on online be like, they're just covered. I really don't believe that. I think they would have come out with anything. Um, because I mean, I think at this point, I think that his legacy is so positive and so strong that I don't think that it would have hindered anything really. I mean, he didn't, and he didn't have a history of drugs and alcohol. And even if he did have like a bourbon or something or, or whatever, I don't think that it would have been like he had an alcohol problem. Yeah. The point is I'm glad that they have um, a lot of answers and they've have maybe a little bit of peace of mind or, or something. And uh, yeah, it's definitely taken away that I'm never going to overlook any kind of head anything because that's nothing to play, especially children, my husband, mm-hmm. me, family, whatever. If I see something like, listen, let's, let's, let's do our due diligence because right. 
it's it's not worth overlooking and not making a scene. Sometimes, it, yeah, I think it's okay to be dramatic about the head. Let's just be, let's just sign up to be dramatic and let's, over, let's overreact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're sorry to still have a little bit of emotional issues with Bob Saget passing, but glad we have a little bit more information. Yeah. I and do. Moving on. Yeah. I was going to say, I just, I do appreciate having clarity on that, but yes, absolutely. Sure. Um, and we did get a little bit of a surprise. Now the internet was already kind of buzzing around the time of Stormy's birthday party. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe Chicago's one of those. No, they had a joint birthday. That's why. That's it was Stormy right. and okay. Chicago. Yeah. I can't quite remember if that, with the timeline, it's a lot. Um, so so glad to keep up with these moving parts. So uh, there was some speculation that Kylie had already had the baby and other things, or she was getting close. So, um, as of February 2nd, Kylie Jenner did give birth to her second baby with Travis Scott. And the comment section was flooded with happy birthday, angel baby. Can't wait, wait to meet you, angel. Now I was thinking, the baby's named Angel. And Shannon was like, girl, please. Yeah. So the baby's birthday is 2-2-22. And that is known as an angel baby. If you have consecutive numbers in your birthday like that. So like 8-8-0-8 or, um, you know, any type of consecutive numbers that is known as an angel baby. So when people are like, oh, the baby's name is Angel. I'm like, "Ah," I'd be surprised if it was. I did also hear... um, I think it was on comments by Celeb that it that is confirmed that it's a boy. Oh, they have confirmed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, you used a blue heart. I mean, like. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I did hear a lot of speculations like, is that really the baby's birthday? We'll never know. Like, I don't, are, are baby records even public? Can you find that? Yeah. Out? Are they? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, I hear that um, on a different podcast. I've, I've listened to so many. Okay. Um, that that it, it it is going to be it can be released at any time it's okay. not that she has to release it it's just filed so as soon it's as she filed. chooses okay. to file. yeah um because i did hear a speculation of like is it really the baby's birthday or is that just you know another like it's great for pr if your baby's born on that day type thing and i did hear a lot of people speculating in the beginning, like, is she really even pregnant like some people thought she was wearing a prosthetic stomach and i'm like you guys Stop. Just let her be pregnant and let her, if she doesn't want to photograph herself being pregnant, then she didn't want to photograph it. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 just let her be pregnant. She's so beat. But, uh, I, which going along with that, like, I don't think the baby's name is angel because I think that there would be, I think she's going to be a little bit more in the, um, creative and unique name and not the angels, not, um, but I think it, it wouldn't necessarily be so much on brand for her and Travis to name their child angel. Right. I totally agree with you. I don't think I just was a speculation, but now that I have clarity on the two, 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 I'm like, okay, we're, we're good then. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I think the baby, I would, I would think that she would be induced on that day just for, just for PR purposes. So yeah. I mean, what that's a cool, why if you're able to give your kid that kind of a birthday, like that'd be kind of cool. I would have done it. I, right. I would have definitely tried to make that happen. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I, I induced, well, I, I induced all of them. Well, no, 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 but I would have definitely done that. 
Yeah. If my kid had a chance to be born on St. Patrick's Day, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I try. So what, so we do have the confirmation of the sex. Yes. Do we think that Kylie and Travis are still together? What are your thoughts? Do I think they're still together? Cause she's been super quiet around. Yeah. I mean, she's never really publicly put out a lot of stuff about her relationship, but she kind of started to put more out uh, before the whole astral world thing. And since astral world, it has been like crickets yeah so I'm wondering are they still together yeah I I'm gonna say yes I think they're still together hi Georgie um we got a visitor in the studio I think they are still together I think she seems to be like a very compassionate person so I think it would be really hard for her to leave Travis like in his moment of need. And after Astro World, I think he needed a lot of stability and I think he needed a lot of support. And I think she wanted to still be that for him. Um, and I also think, you know, they, it, from what I understand, like they have a good relationship. So I think she wants to keep that like a healthy co-parenting, whether they live together or not, I don't know. But I think that she wants to keep that open and like that line of relationship when it comes to parenting smooth and clear. I think also the Kardashian machine is probably like, we need a solid 365 yes. until you post around loving Travis again, because I think that it's just going to be a swarm of hate coming from that still. And it's just not enough time. And I think they will only put something out when it feels better. And I don't think it's going to feel better for a long time. Yeah. I so think the last time I I'd heard something about this and I would this prompts me to want to do a little more research, but um, I feel like there was an estimated $700 million worth of lawsuits against Travis Scott and the affiliated parties for Astroworld. So I don't know where that stands. I don't know, you know, what that means. And, you know, it's obviously been kept out of the media. Um, I'm sure in respect for the parties that did, you know, pass, but I'm curious to know, like what, if, if any, like, are any of those going to trial soon or is this something that we'll see in the media and see and like play out in real time as it happens? I don't know. And that's another thing. As soon as something is put out, you know, sometimes it kind of reignites a lot of the, the drama and the, the, the words and like the trauma. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. The trauma. There you go. So I do think that that's probably why they're like, keep it low. Like yeah. you do not want to draw more to like, it's, I mean, the dust has set, not completely settled. I do think, I mean, Ella takes this one and then it's just right back in the headlines. So, and then everyone's going back to their sleuthing, back to their deep dives, back to the get on TikTok and analyzing everything. So um, it, yeah, I think there's, I agree. I think they're still together, but it's very hush hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do have my ideas of the name though. Ooh, okay. My, I have no, there's no information behind these. Okay. Because it's stormy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be weather related because I don't think you can do rain, obviously. Um, and I don't think you can do a lot of other things like cloud, like stratus. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. But I was like, and you can't do like directions because you have like north. Right. So I think that I had lake, sound, and aisle. 
Like I-S-L-E? Or yeah. aisle, like I'm shopping down the aisles at Target. No, 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 no. Like oh, aisle. Like aisle. British. Yeah. You, I, okay, I'm going to take aisle off the table because I feel like that's too similar to Psalm. And there's a Psalm in Kim's house. Yeah. So I'm going to okay. take aisle off. But I like lake and I like sound. Sound Jenner. It kind of flows. I don't know. because And it's just enough like stormy sound. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yes. Okay. I've got no information. No, you're like, I, I'm just picking, picking names. Well, I'm, I'm a, literally picking yeah. words, picking I'm real words. Terrible name picker. And they're always so like out of the realm of like what even a creative name would be in my book. So I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I almost feel I mean, like, well, how could you have like, because I, I think of Stormy and I'm like, oh, that's that would be a cool stripper name. And it's like, yeah, but it's also like a great name for a kindergartner. Like, <laughs> you know, how do you balance it out? So whatever could be maybe like a male exotic dancer, but also carry a lunchbox. I think that's what the baby's name's going to be. That's going to be it. Oh. Fun, fun side note about the Jenners. This is when my two worlds have come together. Caitlyn Jenner has just purchased a race car company and is going to be in the W series of Formula One racing, which is the women's series. So it's Jenner racing and they are going to be introducing that in the Miami Grand Prix. Pretty awesome. Okay. Hold on. They, I don't know what pronoun we're using with Caitlyn, but I think it's she, is it she? Okay. I, I believe so. Um, so she bought a race car to race or she no, bought no, no, a, a race company. Like she now is like, you know, Mercedes has its car. Red Bull has its car. Jenner racing is now a racing team and she is in the W series, which is all women. And she's, I mean, she's had a love for motorsports for a long time and she's obviously pro women and pro sport communities. And this just seemed like a natural fit for her. So very, I was like, I was actually really pumped to hear. That. I was like, this is amazing. I love this so much. So yeah, you still have to have all your passions, even, you know, I, I love that. Well, okay. Cause back in the day, I want to say this was like 2016 or 17 Lewis Hamilton, who's my favorite driver, had a little stint with, um, uh, Kendall Jenner. So those two, again, I'm going to, I'm doing a deep dive on this currently and my other podcast is F1 Push Push. And we're going to be talking about it later this week, but I'm like, hmm, wait a minute. Is this how this all started? I'm so curious. I, I'm a fan of the Kendall Jenner slash Lewis Hamilton re like, let's reignite that. <laughs> Same. I know. Like let's, let's do that. Slide into the DMs. I know Kendall's in a relationship right now, but I personally would really like to have Lewis Hamilton with Zendaya, but you know, she's very happy with Tom Holland and I don't want to break that up. Um, but in my perfect world, that would be my perfect couple. And they just bought a house together. So yeah. $4 million house in California. I don't think she's getting out of that anytime soon, but you know, one can help. One can super happy, but yeah, she, she is. is like one of the perfect humans. And like, she is God's favorite. Like there is, that is it. The example of God having a favorite and it is Zendaya. Or Megan Fox. Like I'm like, how, how do you look that good all the time? Don't understand. 
and your looks are just flawless. Don't understand. I know. You know whose looks are not flawless? <laughs> it's the girl Julia Fox. Now, guys, I can't. I kind of went on the socials last night. I really appreciate your feedback. I love when you guys weigh in because I did have a chance to check out Alex Cooper's uh, Call Her Daddy podcast interview with Julia Fox. Do I recommend it? It's up to you. Um, I think that hearing how Alex Cooper interviews some of these more controversial and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Comments by Celeb said it. Clout chasers. Um, I think it's interesting. This is a better interview than the Jamie Lynn Spears. So I'm just going to go with it. But if you don't want, here's the breakdown. I did the legwork for you. Julia Fox is an eccentric soul. I, I did not know a lot of these things about her. I hadn't even heard her name until Kanye started quote unquote dating her. So, uh, and her, oh my gosh, call her daddy ratings have skyrocketed. I'm, I, I got to give the girl mad cred. So yeah. Do your thing, girl. Keep doing it. <laughs> She's got I it coming in. and going, and I love it. I love it for her so much. <laughs> I know. Hate, listen, hate, follow, love, listen, love, follow. I mean, she's got it all, and she's she's paving away. And yeah, okay. So her her range just definitely went up again after Julia Fox was interviewed by Alex Cooper earlier this week. Julia is very open about not only her childhood but her club days, drug usage, her time as a dominatrix, her art. And she's, she definitely had a very um, different art career um, as, a, as an artist, a photographer. She released several books as well uh, about her artwork. Um, and most recently, her relationship with Kanye, or Ye, as she calls him. I have a question about that. Okay, never mind. You just answered it. Never mind. I was like, Kanye, or is it Ye? Because I hear like Yeezys. Do you, is it the Y-E? Do we call him Ye? Or is it Ye for Kanye? I don't I've know. Heard both. I have I've too. heard both. I've heard that he's, it's it's probably he answers to both. Okay. Pretty much. Um, she says during the interview that he is, he was very magnetic and very attractive, but not, he does, she does think that he's very attractive in the physical sense, but she said the attraction was there immediately. Um, they had crossed paths a couple of times before, but this time, because, because she was in a previous, she was in a relationship when they previously met. And she said that she's fiercely loyal, that she, um, that she didn't make anything like known, but as soon as she was single and he was too, they were drawn to each other. Um, she said their their romance is very fast paced. They ha- she has barely had a, a moment to really sit with it and, and kind of calm down. She said every day is so different. She never knows where she's going. It seems to me just by a lot of what she's saying and, you know, he kind of break it down. So I feel like he, he is calling a lot of the shots like, Hey, we're going here. Hey, we're going there. And she does say that in the interview. So what I kind of felt like is like, it's, it's a lot of, I'm doing this for you. So you've got to follow me because she, I mean, she had to get rid of all of her clothes, which we've, we've already talked about in previous uh, podcasts. She kind of goes into that about when she walks into hotel rooms during the first few days of them dating there were just racks and racks and racks of clothes. Like you could barely even the furniture was moved out of the hotel rooms. And there was just all clothing that he wanted her to wear. She felt like this was very romantic. She felt like, I'm glad that he did the legwork for me. You know, I, I heard it as like, wow, that's different. Um, She's like, I like him dressing me. I like being his muse. Um, She says, I've been people's muses before. I think that it's, it's a kind of a charming way to live life. I don't take offense to it. 
Um, she does confirm that they are together. She okay. says that he is my boyfriend and he calls her his girlfriend. So that is, that was confirmed during this interview. And when asked by Alex, if, you know, does she, how does she feel about Kanye being very open about his relationship with Kim, whether good or bad or what he would like the future to hold. She says that's very normal after being together for so long or, over 10 years and having over four or four kids together. And she thinks it's very normal to have residual feelings and she doesn't think any, anything of it because she's with him now. So it's a very interesting interview. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on Julia before we dive into this anymore. So Julia worked as a fashion, not only a fashion designer, an artist, and now she's trying to be a more well-known actress. She most recently starred in, um, Uncut Gems. I have not seen it. Apparently, it's about it was a role written for her, like the the writers of the movie um, wrote it for her. So, okay, uh, she is mainly concentrating on her acting career, and she says that Ye has been heavily kind of helping her and her creativity. And um, most recently, I thought this was interesting when she decided to leave her artist career, like as a, as a well-known artist, she basically had a death of her artist work. So she kind of said like everyone came to her wake almost and all of the paintings were painted. She painted in her own blood to signify that her artist career was coming to an end. And then that she was being reborn into another division of her life. Okay. All right. Uh, is, were they large well. paintings or were they small? Um, I have questions. I, I know. I know. It's like, how big? Would they, I don't know how much blood they contained, but they did have her own blood. And uh, I, I don't know if they were sold. I don't know how large they were, but that was just um, some information I found. And she does have one child with her ex-husband, Peter. Artemave. Um, she married him in 2018 and welcomed his their first son um, last year, but they are now divorced. Okay. Interesting. Um, I just looked up because I was like, uncut gems. Like, I don't, I don't know that I've heard about this, but it does have Adam Sandler in it, which I didn't know. Um, it's got a 92% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah, it must be. I mean, I've heard it's good. I mean, judging by what the internet well, says. Yeah. I mean, it's got some. Dina Menzel is in it. Kevin Garnett. You know, I love Kevin Garnett from back in the, his basketball days. Eric Bogusin, which he's got that face that you would know if you'd see it. The Weeknd is in it. Oh, Keith Stanfield. The Weeknd watch for us. Well, I mean, we can break it. Up. Okay. Hang on. I also, it says, um, the story is indeed loosely based on the Safdie brothers' father's experience. Because someone was asked, is it a true story? Reportedly, their father worked as a runner in the Diamond District, acting as a link between wholesalers and jewelers, always trying to cut deals on precious stones. I'd be very curious, like, if she claims that this role was written for her. I'm curious. Uh, now I got to see the movie. Mm-hmm. This is what she says. She goes on record saying that that she was consulted several times about how, how would this 
person act in this situation. And then so the role was hers, not like the movie was made after her. The her role in the movie was kind of crafted her. after her as a person. OK, apparently, I think Adam Sandler had a big a big part in this, too. Like, I think that he in the making of this movie, because I think that the the her character's name is Julia. They wanted to. And but in real life, I think the person's name it was Sadie but that was the Adam Sandler's daughter's name. So they had to go with Julia. Um, so they kept her name in it. Yeah. I mean, I can, we can watch it and see what we think, you know, that's a high enough rating for me to tune in. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It came out in 2019. Okay. It made 50 million at the box office. It's her note. It's the, her notable role. So hmm. we'll okay. see. All right. Well, I'm going in, I'm diving deep. We did find um, a very interesting article also published in 2019 that featured Julia Fox and Pete Davidson in a paper magazine um, uh, spread. And they're both they both look like life sized Ken and Barbie dolls. Like that's how like their their bodies are portrayed. And like they have like, you know, the the hands and they look plasticky like they would be dolls, but they're very interesting photos. Um, some of them are, you know, them in a bathtub. Some are them looking a little intimate on a bed. It, it's interesting, but also very ironic and foreshadowing. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on here. This did, they didn't know their paths were going to cross, you know, three years later. And here we are being like, this is weird. So it's it's just so interesting the parallels of um, Pete Davidson and Kanye and Kim and like all the things that have intertwined them before we even got here. Interesting. Doesn't it kind of make you think too? Like, why? Okay, number one, why haven't we heard about this? Because I feel like that should have been mentioned. Like, and back when the paper magazine or, or spread came out, like, you know, paper magazine has been very notable. It's a notable publication, especially since Kim was on the cover back in, I mean, 2000. Yeah, that's the area. one that broke the internet. That one broke the internet with the champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I feel like we should have already been like talking about this and maybe someone did. And we just, I mean, honestly, there's so much information out there's there. So, so much, yeah. It all, it's just so, but we'll, we'll post that in our, not only our stories, but the, I'll put the link in the, the show notes for sure. But in addition to this, so then Kanye posted pics from Kim's Vogue photo shoot, which she's on the cover of Vogue this month. And, but he put it on his IG grid pleading for his family to be back together. So this is after, this is the same day that the interview with Alex Cooper was released. Ew. I mean, I know. So you say you're together, but you're, but you want to bring your family back together. I'm telling you, like Kanye is all kinds of twisted. Yeah, he is. He's a master manipulator. If I've ever seen it. When you were saying before about all like the racks of clothes for her, uh, for Julia, and like he made her, you know, clean out her closet and do all this stuff. I mean, that right there is a red flag of like, he doesn't want you to have anything that's your own. Like he wants your daily what you put on your body on a daily basis, he is going to dictate and tell you what he wants you to wear. Like this is love bombing to the nth degree. Like you're so many clothes that you can't, you have to move furniture out of a hotel room. Like, come on, like, no, right. Like this, there's so many red flags on this. And then like for him to post, you know, pictures of his ex-wife on his grid and so publicly claim, you know, that he has a girlfriend, but 
it's a weird, you know, dynamic. And the thing that really rubs me the wrong way with him about all of this is he's been using his children as a pawn on social media to get back at Kim. And that's where I draw the line because he's, you know, he's angry that his um, daughter North is on TikTok, and, you know, he's, he's really, you know, blasted Kim on his social about her being irresponsible and he doesn't want his daughter on TikTok, and it has to have parental consent to do that. And you let her do that. And, these are all things that as a father, you have every right to be concerned about, but you need to do that in private out of the public eye. Like this is no place to be dragging your child through the social media mud to get your point across. You can either talk to Kim, you can talk to the lawyers if you have that big of a problem with it, or I don't know, maybe even talk to your daughter. Ask her, honey, why do you feel like you need to be on social media? Have the conversation with her. And maybe he has, and that maybe that's something private that he doesn't want to share. I get that. But I have lost so much respect for him for making this, using his child and his children as pawns in this very messy, messy divorce. I'm not a fan. Yeah. And I think that it was another um, way for, he's tagging all of these other very influential people. Like when he makes these posts, like when he made the one about Chicago's birthday party and he didn't have the address quote unquote, I don't know. Does he, did he, he probably did. Um, I'm not quite believing that whole address thing, but he was tagging like Hillary Clinton and um, Ellen DeGeneres, like in those posts, making it more trackable and more seen. And to me, it's just, it's just super messy. It's super manipulative. And it's basically like, you need to be sided with me when it's, he doesn't see the bigger picture. Like you can obviously see that Kim's like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place. I think that she's choosing grace and trying to do this the best she can. Um, and speaking to the North and on TikTok thing, uh, you know, she, she's abiding by the TikTok guidelines. She, there was only one time that, and I've, research this there's like one time when she was on tiktok and, and it wasn't under kim's supervision it was like the one where she took the the camera all around the house and and then that was when kim stepped in and said you know what if you want to be on tiktok it has to be on my account and you you have to right it has to go through me and i have to i have to approve everything and she does and if we look at it from an eight-year-old. I think that she's trying to do it the right way. I mean, how can you do that when your life is made on social media? And then you're like, no, don't do that. It's just, it, I think it would, I think she's caught in a weird place. Um, yeah. but it's not up to me I, to decide if it's good for your kids. It's her kid. So, right. I also think that it's, I mean, again, knowing that they've grown up in the, the eye of the camera and this is just how they've, they've built their life. I don't, find fault in North at all for wanting to have her own little carved out piece of that. Like if all you've ever known is social media and like how your life has been played out on these little squares, then yeah, for sure. Now it's like, okay, well, can I have my turn? Can I, can I, can I try, you know, and every one of these lessons she's going to learn, she's going to learn about trolls and she's going to learn, you know, too much positivity isn't good for you and too much negativity isn't good for you. And it's a very hard balance for anybody, especially what she's, I'm not sure how old she is. She's pretty young, right? She's what? Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's it's still young to to be on that, but it's also you've got the parents who can teach you the ways and how to make this work, right? Mm -hmm. And if and for her, it's just a creative outlet. It's how she wants to, you know, express herself. And Kim has gone on the record to say that. And you know, I'm like, it's it's a tricky, slippery slope. I'm sure, uh, you know, to navigate that. 
on its own and then to be like uber famous because of social media and then have, you know, trying to navigate it, you know, in that realm. I'm like, gosh, it's, that's a lot. And then have your dad blast your mom, which she's going to see one day. If she's on TikTok for probably five seconds, her algorithm might immediately pick up anything. I mean, I know she can post videos, but in order to keep up with the trends, she's got to be able to see the trends. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like, there has to be, I don't know how much they're guarding what she sees, but if you're on TikTok for 2.5 seconds, you're probably going to see something well, and about she's, him and yeah. get a divorce. She's also got friends, right? Like, and their friends are, it's not like her friends don't know what's going on in the headlines. It's, this is transceded, you know, even like TikTok. Like this isn't just some, people are only talking about this on TikTok. I mean, people are talking about this on the Today Show. They're talking about it, you know, in mainstream media. So it's not like or North's friends don't know what's going on that they could be like, girl, why are your dad and your mom acting like this? You know, it's like the real life of it is this is a young girl who is going through a public divorce with her family. And this is not fun, not fun at all. So, and I'm always curious how, cause I, I imagine it in Kim's house, like she's not talking bad about Kanye. I imagine her being like, you know, I'm sure daddy's going through a hard time right now. And I can see her talking through the erratic behavior, but I don't necessarily think that I see that in Kanye's house about Kim. I can see him being like, well, your mom is acting like this and your mom's being this and your mom, you like, I can see it be, being very accusatory in one house and very, you know, empathetic in the other. Mm-hmm. And she went on record saying that she has primary custody or sole custody or the provider or, or some, the words that she used were basically that she's under she has full control as of right now. And I think that that's why he took to social media to start blasting her among other things. But it it sounded to me like some of the accusations that that he has made back to her is that I think that he has like supervised visits and I don't think it's like court. I think that she's forcing it because maybe of that reason, I don't know why, but it kind of seems like she has heavy security detail on him and, and other things like to kind of, maybe manipulate or not manipulate, but like kind of like guard the, the situation. So, yeah. I mean, Hey, I totally agree with it. I mean, if you don't know what you're going to get, Jesus, that'd be scary. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Your dad could say, I mean, and two, when you're eight, your dad could say anything to you and it's law and it's Bible and you, that's what you go on. Yeah. So I'm sure she's, she doesn't want to question anything. And I don't think Kim wants to have bring question into anything that he says. So. But you were on a quick note. I thought this was really funny. Pete Davidson went online with People Magazine and it was an open kind of conversation. It was in his bedroom, which, oh my God, it was really funny. He, I mean, it looked like he was in his mom's basement. Because he, does he still live in his mom's basement? Is he still there? Because I know he just bought a, uh, just bought a place in New York, in, in the city. So like he, he still lives in Staten Island. And I know that he lived with in the basement of his mom's house for a long time. I don't know if, that is his current location. But I do know, I heard this morning on the radio that he bought a place in the city. It definitely still looks, has a basement vibe. Well, maybe he's still living with mom. Had a sketch, like comforter, like that, remember that old, like satiny one Mm. that your grandma had was way too (laughs) staticky. And like the toenail would get, if you had like a really rogue toenail, would get caught on it. That's the kind of like comforter he had with this like weird, 
flower pillow that I'm pretty sure Luna has upstairs in her room. And he had a Kim Kardashian like prayer candle. I'm telling you, it was all kinds of funny, but all kinds of like, it totally checks out. So I was here for it. Super genuine. And he talked about his girlfriend and how he likes to spend time with his girlfriend. Never mentioned Kim directly, but evidently he's only hanging out with one person and we, he didn't confirm it was Kim, but we all know. So we're here for it. We are here for it. I like it. They seem happy. They're having fun. Like they seem like they laugh and chuckle, like let them have a chuckle. (sighs) Yeah, I know. I'm I'm here for the happy Kim. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for the happy Kim. Get him some skims and get him some Kims. <laughs> Did you see the skims um, Olympic collab? No. Oh, it's great. I, I actually, it might've sold out by now, but she did um, a collaboration with skims and like Olympic apparel. So it's got like the USA and then it's got like the rings on it. They were really oh. cute. Really, oh, really I- cute. Yeah. Well, how about to her? She's, she's a branding genius yeah I know she has a team working with her but I'm sure she has a great eye for that kind of stuff so hats off to her yeah well guys we will be back on Monday so be able be sure to check us out so we're gonna have a little v-day little in so be sure to check that out and just check us out on everything we're super around we're super check out our stories (laughs) check out our ig check out our reels yeah, I'm back on the TikToks, but yeah, I think you know we have small goals, um, and we've been doing very well with hitting our goals. In, you know, we're going into February, and you know, every week we're hitting goals that I've set for us. So I'm like, this is great. And February was my month of like, okay, let's take a look back into TikTok and see if maybe we can, you know, get back in it a little bit. So that's that's on the goal. So we'll maybe we'll see you on the talk soon. Maybe I'll post that or move the post-it note over for March. I don't know. I don't know, but that's, uh, (laughs) so far so good. So far so good. I love TikTok, by the way. I think it's great. I fall down a deep hole when I go onto it. So I, I, I can only go on there like once or twice a week, but, um, you find some funny ass shit on there. And I, I mean, sometimes I'm giggling and then sometimes I'm like, Ooh, recipe, you know? So it's all about your algorithm. So if you're new to the TikTok, I'm telling you like, with caution, mm-hmm. pause with caution. Cause they will quickly figure you out. Now, if you pause on some kind of like, I don't know, like conspiracy theorist, then you're going to be on the conspiracy theorist algorithm. And then you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, and fearful for your life and hide under your table. Very true. I'm telling you, I like more. I've taken a long time to really manicure my algorithm where it's like hair tutorials, makeup tutorials, <laughs> <laughs> really quick recipes, um, a few DIYs here and there and comedy skits. And so I'm really happy where mine's at. And I hope that you guys find your lane because um, we're going to be jumping in your lane soon. Yes, absolutely. But until then, we will see you next time. Love you. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.